Stephanie and I have started to do our meetings through Zoom because we're cool and hip. And we... Pandemic. Yeah. And also, um, it's nice when I make a joke and I get to see Sophie's facial reaction. So I understand that she heard that I said it and or it happened. And we don't have to push the talk. No. Also, I mean, that's mainly... Pour one out for everyone (laughs) who we've talked to who used Mumble. You guys are true heroes. Yeah, honestly, um, Lev was the first person that we were like, you know what? We're not we can't do this anymore. We can't keep no. doing this to them. <laughs> no. you, Phil Stamper, I think, was the first person that was like, yeah, I mean, this is easy. I get it. I understand. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think this is hard? And I'm like, I drag them. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, hey, everyone. My name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green. And you're listening to the Superlet Podcast. Thank God. podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the lgbtqia community and this week we are talking about felix ever after yay that's it <laughs> i have no words i have some words but oh. not many what where would you like to start would you like um, would you like to read can we start oh. with ah and then can we go <laughs> and then we can go <laughs> and then my those are my words um, and then can I just add a single tear at the end of that from you? Or is it just me going to be sobbing? Oh, I was crying the whole time. Great. Love I it. opened I'm the book crying. and I was crying. I was like, <laughs> you cracked the, the book and you were like, <laughs> shit, I fucking, yeah, opened my phone. Yeah. <laughs> just snapped your phone open. Um, so it seems as though that means I'm going to have to read the inside sleeve of the book. Because yeah, I still don't have my copy. <laughs> Did it not mail at all? It hasn't even shipped yet. <laughs> not even once. Listen, it's okay. I I bought it. I bought an ebook. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna have a physical copy of it to reread later. Honestly, I I would buy this book again. I'll just start off there before we even I did. <laughs> I bought it twice. Yeah. So good I bought it twice. Um, all right, so Felix Love has never been in love. And yes, he's painfully aware of the irony. He desperately wants to know what it's like and why it seems so easy for everyone but him to find someone. What's worse is that, even though, sorry, my brain just shut off. What's worse is that even though he is proud of his identity, Felix also secretly fears that he's one marginalization too many, black, queer, and transgender, to get his own happily ever after. When an anonymous student began sending him transphobic messages after publicly posting Felix's dead name along images of him before he transitioned, Felix comes up with a plan for revenge, what he didn't count on, his catfish scenario landing him in a quasi-love triangle. (laughs) Love it. But as he navigates his complicated feelings, Felix begins a journey of questioning and self-discovery that helps redefine his most important relationship 
how he feels about himself. Felix Ever After is an honest and layered story about identity, falling in love, and recognizing the love you deserve. Um, yep. That's it. That's the episode. That's it. Um, thanks for joining us. That's the tweet. That's all I got. Um, I just want to start off first. First thing. For people who have the book, also, so if you know what the cover looks like. Oh, I do, because I, yeah. Um, this is so stunning. Who's the artist who did the cover art? Um, let me find out. Professionals. We did it. Jacket art by Alex Cabal. Jacket design by Chris Kwan. Alex and Chris did a great job. How did you, how do you spell? Um, Cabal, C-A-B-A-L. Oh, this is also an audiobook. Sophie, um, when was the last time you did an audiobook? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um wait hold on i'm gonna look through our our episodes that we've released yeah sophie used to and usually does the audiobooks but because um i just have so much time on my audible. hands right now i don't know why it's strange um <laughs> i've been home a little bit more than usual you took a step back from work i think yeah i haven't been um like commuting as much to work so much mm-hmm. as i have been working from home I mean, it's a really far walk from bedroom to um, computer. <laughs> yeah, I got to go down the stairs now. <laughs> it's uh, a really long walk for an audiobook, I think. No, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, I was like, is there something wrong with Alex Cabal? Actually, no. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think only mostly devastated was the... F- Wait, did I listen to the audiobook? I think I... I think that was the... F- that was the last audiobook I listened to because I absolutely remember that I read Bell Revolt. You did read Bell Revolt. Um, I mm-hmm. think that was the, the start of something new for you. It was. I can't find this artist's uh, Twitter presence and I'm distressed. Alec Cabal? Huh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. C-A-B-A-L? Anyway. Um, this is a high energy episode. Yeah, it really is. Um, no, but truly this book is stunning um i'm so glad that um we we haven't had any books that take place in like an art school situation Mm. Mm. so oh yeah okay which yeah we did but no (laughs) yes but no Um, Um, mason's book did have a gallery show in it and Um, yeah there was a lot of attention in an art class but it wasn't an art school correct um i think i found it i Sophie and I uh, studied art in school, and I feel like a lot of this, I'm like, mm-hmm, that's exactly what happens in an art class. <laughs> like, truly. People just, like, not having any boundaries and just being shitty for no reason because they're um, talking about your art. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> I get annoyed because people... Out of this? <laughs> no, but, like, you're in an art class and you're supposed to have a critique, and some people just, like, didn't have the balls to say shit, and they were just like... It looks 100%. really good. It's nice. I like it. And then me and like some of my friends would be like, composition's bad. <laughs> yeah, like can you can you give it like a real critique? Yeah. My thing that I, had- I didn't like at all was when kids who for that week that didn't bring in their homework in college uh-huh. didn't bring in their, their homework. Yeah. Still participated in the critiques. And it's like, okay, fine. It doesn't bother me that much, but I understand. But I like- had one um I had one class that like 
it was like a critique that I like still think about all the time because it was just so amazing to witness. But like mm-hmm. our final project for our one of my drawing classes was like a full portrait of a person. Like it had to be like a full nude picture. Like oh nude. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I was like oh yeah. But no, but it no. needed to be like the full body. Or at least, like, I think my teacher, like, was like, well, if, if you want to do something that's, like, you know, like, their legs are, like, out of the frame or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it had to be, like, 75% of a person or something like that. Um, I don't know. Whatever. And this girl... At least girl, 79% of a woman. <laughs> 79% of a woman. This girl did, like, a portrait of her boyfriend's back. Mm-hmm. But she, like used really dramatic lighting on him. So it was literally just like negative space and then just kind of like his shoulder blades and like the muscles in his back. And like, it was a really beautiful drawing. Like she was really talented and a lot of stuff she did was really nice. Sounds like like, it would make a good photograph. We were just all like, what? And we were like, that's not, I mean, it's good, but what the fuck? And the teacher like was not bringing it up. And my one friend was just like, I just want to talk about how this isn't the assignment we were supposed to do. <laughs> He's like, this is not a full portrait. This is bullshit. You did this in three hours. I worked on my piece for like four weeks. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, he was pissed. It was truly amazing. <laughs> I think that that's kind of like why whenever, like in school, there are always the same students that wouldn't bring in work until like midterms. And they were particularly so like harsh about other people's work. I don't think it's fair that you're participating in something. Obviously you're a student, you're in class, like you should participate, but I don't think it's particularly fair to give such like nasty mean critiques. Like, well, I don't like it. Okay. Well, well like, there's, I mean, wanna, if like, they're just not contributing to the conversation yeah, exactly. at all, if they're just and being th- assholes to be assholes, but if you have like actual criticism, like yeah, I'll yeah. listen to you. I don't give a shit what you're doing with your life, whatever. <laughs> But also, like, I don't have to listen to what you say because, like, no. most of my energy is like, "Oh, you think I should do this? I'm gonna do the opposite." <laughs> I had teacher teachers that would be like, "You should try this," and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it bad, so you understand how much I don't want to do that for the rest of the time." I mean, the most the most Sophie thing I've ever done in my life—that's not true—but like the most Sophie artistic thing I've ever done in my life was. We haven't started talking about the book, but I just need to rant for a second. Hold on. We started talking about art school and I got angry. (laughs) I had a truly atrocious thesis advisor. She was a piece of shit. She was extremely, um, like, she was, like, very much, like, artist subjective. What my my opinion is what makes good art. And she had favorites and she would, like, pick specific people. Mm -hmm. And those would be, like, her children. And then she would, like, not help other people. And I specifically did not have like sign up to have a painting major because I hated her so much and she was the head of the painting department and I didn't want to be involved with her but it also turns out my school's piece trash because all colleges and universities are like this so like every teacher that wasn't like the three heads of the departments are adjuncts so they can't do shit to help me um long story short not medium length story short (laughs) Um, I like created my own major because I just didn't want to be a painting major. So I made a, like I customized a drawing major for myself and a senior year, we had like the senior studios that we all got to split mm-hmm. and everyone got to pick the space that they wanted to work in. Like we drew numbers and based on the numbers, you got to pick like which space you were going to be in. And she was like, 
well, you can just work in this space because you're a dry major. So you, you have a dry medium. So you don't have to like, whatever, you can work in this corner. So my entire thesis was about me dipping very large pieces of paper into a tank of water. Because <laughs> I work in a dry medium only. Oh my God. Yeah, that sounds like a Sophie <laughs> rage thing. I fucking hated her. She was a nightmare. I feel like you and Felix would get along. You can cut this out. <laughs> um, no, but I think um, a lot of <laughs> art that comes from rage is very good. And then a lot of what Felix did at first was like, I'm very mad. I am going to hyper-focus into this art and make something gorgeous. Anyway. <laughs> um, so obviously our main character is Felix Love. Um, love Felix. He do a paint. He truly does um i think i have notes and honestly they probably have nothing to do with what i actually want to talk about um yeah. i i think the one thing i wanted to talk about at the beginning of the book you meet a grandfather on the train and you're like uh-huh. oh this guy's gonna be an awful person and then yeah. he gives us like a random story about his grandson coming out and his family disowning him uh-huh. and i thought it was just like a weird folk like thing to happen to like a with a random character and f- for a good portion of the book i was like are we gonna run to the grandpa again is it gonna happen is it gonna happen oh i and, fully thought he was gonna be just like a introduction of like the characters and like a throwaway there mm-hmm. okay another tangent that's <laughs> what we're here Listen, for save the last dance is like one of my favorite movies I don't care if it's like absolutely outdated and probably like not as good as I remember it being, but I will like literally do anything for Julia Stiles. She's a queen. <laughs> we have to watch it. I keep getting told that I look like Julia Stiles. And I think it's because we're both like. You both have very round faces and you both have Our eyes, eyes are. Yeah, our eyes yeah. are the same. I was told in Drag Ones that they were like, oh, you look like Julia Stiles. And I was like, I, mean, I don't know if you're being mean, compliment. but I think she's pretty. So she's a thank bisexual you. queen. Oh, not real. I don't think the actresses, but like ten things I hate about you. Tell me that that character is not bisexual. I'll fight you. All right, we can talk about that on our Patreon. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, um, so like the crux of that. I mean, it's definitely like the um, the start of the genre of dance type movie where it's like. She does ballet and classical music. This kid knows hip hop. What if they like combined and then like did ballet hip or whatever the fuck. And it definitely has some like probably outdated um, themes, but like there's a scene where she's like, she's really sad. She's a white woman. She's on a date with a black man. And they're like on the subway together and they're cuddling. And this like old woman like looks at them and then they like look at each other and they're like, yeah, let's fuck this lady's life up. And then he starts like hugging her and like kissing down her neck. And like, she freaks out and like runs off the subway and then they laugh. Um, it's a very good moment. It's very cute. It's very much like what happens at the beginning. And it's of the like book. kind of what I, I yeah. wonder if like the author was like, this is a good way to introduce characters. Cause it is. Um, huh. Cause that's like, I don't know. Um, is, that's like the opening scene of the book, right? Yeah, that's the first chapter. I actually went back to it. Um, you meet the grandfather again in the in the story. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's like, fine. Let's talk this about is what we're here for. Um, we both don't know how to. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I was like, oh, this is like, I felt like there was just so much focus on this, this character. I wonder if they're going to come back. They do. Um, but uh, I, I think that I don't, I don't have that relationship with like any of my friends where I can be like, oh, you want to just like be like <laughs> very intimate just to piss someone off. Like, I don't, I don't have any. I would never. One. Yeah, no. I mean, like I you and I like, like can like lean on each other, but that's it. And I also don't think that would like offend anyone. Let's move on to the other note I, that I had. Okay, yeah, I was like, I no, I'm the same. I would. There's like not a single human on this planet that I would do that with. Oh no, absolutely not. That like, I would I, be like, I'm comfortable enough that we should just start no, and like canoodling. I've had friends that like people are like, oh, you guys are dating because you're close, and it's like, oh no, like my very good friend James. Um, when I lived in Philly, we were basically like attached at the hip. And tiny James. Yeah, tiny, tiny gay James. Tiny um, James. Yes, which is funny because my brother's name is James. So my parents sometimes think I'm talking about, let's just call him gay James right now. Gay James as opposed to brother James. <laughs> and I'm like, do you really think that I'm talking about your son right now? <laughs> so we were at the club and James was dropping it down like it was hot. He was wearing these really cute really? short shorts, this like Balenciaga, like sheer top. His hair was like bright pink. Oh, your brother James? Yeah, my brother James. I you really just um, identified James. I've so never well. seen I've never seen him and or seen a picture of him where he wasn't wearing like full fashionista. Like I don't care if it's like way too hot. I'm wearing a fur coat because I look fucking good in it. Like yeah, that's that's, that's the energy. That that's what, he is the he is the epitome of when people are like I'm writing a really fashionable gay man who like loves fashion. Mm-hmm. You are it because you're not writing James. <laughs> <laughs> you did but, um, it wrong. Actually, the thing is, is, you did it wrong. Actually, here's a here's a picture of. Um, but I think the in the beginning chapter we get introduced to the main group of friends, um, and it's Marisol. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do, 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 I'm for, how am I forgetting Ezra? Ezra. I was like, it's Ez. Um, I was thinking of Ez, and I was like, what is his actual name? Ezra. Uh, Ezra. So there's Ezra, who is the best friend. Um, And then within that group of people that, like, they all know each other, there is Marisol. um, There's Austin. (laughs) um, And then there's um, Declan. There's Leah. You never mess with Leah. Listen, you can always trust a Leah. You can always trust a Leah. She's always good. In any written form that I've come across, Uh anyone named Leah, an icon, (laughs) an ally... Yeah. Yes, yeah, truly. And then there's a character named James who's friends with Declan, and then someone else that's friends with Declan. There's also a person Mark. named Hazel. Mark, yeah. There's like generic masculine mm-hmm. boy name. Mm-hmm. That I one. don't know. Do they have dialogue? I think they're just like clump they're of there, boy. They're so there to I'd... be like, oh, we can't make jokes about anything anymore because like you hate me because I'm white. And it's like, no, that's, that's Well, yeah, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> That's specifically it. It's just like, can you maybe not make dumb jokes? And then like, yeah, but um, we meet them and we immediately get introduced to like a really confrontational Declan and also like a hyper cool Marisol who's like, I'm too good for everyone. Mm-hmm. And you find out that like Felix and Marisol have like a pass of some sort. And then you find out that Marisol is a it's a hot trash fire turkey. She's um, my, literally the first note <laughs> I have written down is Marisol's a turf. <laughs> first note goes out to fucking Marisol, a misogynist for being trans. You're a turf. 
That's my first note. Marisol's a turf. Yeah, <laughs> there wow. She we, is. we uh, there she is, truly. There she is. <laughs> yeah. No. Hate her. Yeah. I that was like I had like a visceral reaction to that. And I think my second note is oh no, we're gonna have to talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the author um they spoke about that at one point. Like, obviously, this book was written at a right. I, this book, I mean, it, was, it and then... just came out mm-hmm. after some publishing delay, I think, because everything's being delayed right now because Correct. of Corona. So it's like on top of it taking a long time to publish a book and things like that. It also yeah. um, and this. I think this is the first book in which it's like mentioned more than once that like a character is has sorted themselves into a house in Harry Potter um and I think especially now uh reading that it's like it's cringy for me because I'm like oh my god I I just feel like I really want to move past like putting characters into like one of four boxes um Mm-hmm. especially when they're queer it's just like aggravating to me obviously do what you want with your characters they're yours it's your story love that for you um i'm just like so tired of harry potter references i mean we absolutely like i feel like in the last month have had um a bunch of shit happen where it's no longer like this is uh questionable to like this is like exhausting yeah um and is kind of like a shame that it's like in the book but like also i don't know i mean it does like using that as a like a character describing themselves it kind of gives you like a oh this is how you view yourself also i probably wouldn't peg uh felix as someone that's like i'm in this house because I'm just like, hmm, well, first of all, because he's 17, so yeah. um, he's not a millennial, he's Gen Z, and they don't do that, no, ma'am. <laughs> um, nope. but I think the author is more in our age range, so mm-hmm. they're obviously like projecting some of their feelings that they had as a teen to help mm-hmm. like flush out Felix and give him more of a personality, like, which as any author does, they put themselves oh, in yeah. the work so that. Because if you're just if you're just writing about stuff and not pulling from things that you know and your own experiences, like you, you just get flat it? characters with no depth. So correct. Um, it just sucks because it's like literally just like the connotation that is now associated with like all the bullshit that. Yep. Um, Joanne has been writing, so Joanne. we're just gonna breeze over that. Yeah. That, I, I don't think, <laughs> in, yeah, I don't think that negatively affects this book in any way. Um, no, it just, yeah, it doesn't, no, it, it it's sucks. definitely, there's like a handful of moments where it's brought up and I was kind of like, well, that's kind of a bummer. But I'm also like, I didn't ruin the book. No. Um, and I, again, I completely understand it. That for a, a long period of my life has been a way to describe yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I know you and I have had those conversations where it's like, oh, this, or like, oh, I'm actually in this house. Like mm-hmm. I've had that conversations with so many of my friends, and 
<clears throat> it's been such a huge part of our lives, especially because we grew up with that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't ever want to speak about her ever again. <laughs> We're going to release a Patreon exclusive episode, which is me screaming for an hour straight. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. Yeah. We have to talk about the book. We keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> It's really easy to get sidetracked because there's so many different things in this book that I'm like, oh yeah, this, I related it to this. And also I went to art school. So like, I'm like, oh, this, how many times can I relate something because I went to art school? Um, okay. So hmm. the like inciting incident of the book yes. is that Felix is going into his school with Ezra and in the like main lobby of the entrance of the school, there's a bunch of like really old Instagram pictures of Felix before he transitioned with his dead name underneath them. Um, and we don't know who did it. We don't know why they did it. And that's like what starts everything in the book. I know we've had this conversation before. Sorry, I'm thinking. No, like, you're fine. Uh, we've definitely had like in books we've read previously, we've had trans characters that have probably been like misgendered and stuff like maliciously as like kind of uh like bad intent from other people mean character villains for lack yeah. of a better word Truly. um but and we definitely had um <clears throat> conversations where it, when we read not old boys are blue where someone is dead named but it's kind of like a weird foggy area because yeah it was like a memory that he was like re-experiencing and like relaying so it wasn't like necessarily dead naming but just kind of like quoting the memory as it was happening um the differences in this book we just get dash dead we get name. nothing yeah we get and nothing I which is loved exactly it, how it should be yeah. so much it was so good because it mm-hmm. still had the exact same amount of impact and i still had the same like like crushing ugh, reaction just like yeah i like couldn't breathe for a second like yeah. moment and there was no there was not a single sentence not a single sentence in this entire book where we we read or someone says Felix's dead name. There's not even like a moment really where he's like misgendered. I think even like, because there's, there is like an ongoing thing where his dad is like trying to figure out how to like get more used to like using masculine pronouns and Mm -hmm. stuff. And that's like kind of like a really big beat in the book, but I don't think there's like ever a moment really where, He's like misgendering him. It's just like Felix says that he did. Yeah, I think and the I only like time that it love specifically that so much. Yeah, and I think the only time it specifically happens is in the messages from the internet troll. Right. So Bondi Queen sixty nine sixty nine. Kill me. Um, <laughs> so after this, they're trying to figure out who it who um, who has done it. And in, like, the first, like, couple of days after they take down everything and Felix and Ezra are trying to, like, figure out what's happening and who might be responsible for it, Felix starts getting messages on Instagram from an anonymous account saying really gross transphobic things to him. Really gross, really awful, really nasty. Also, the screen name is really... I think the screen Wouldn't name is Wouldn't it be amazing if the screen name was, like, K, KJ Grolling... <laughs> it's just coming from her yeah uh, well um 
No, yeah, the screen name is Grande Queen sixty nine, and nice. I, I right, I the note that I have for that is uh, Grande Queen sixty nine in all caps. P.S. is one hell of a screen name on Insta. First of all, we find out at the very end of the book when we when the harasser is revealed that the reason they picked that screen name is because they love Ariana Grande. And I feel and like that's so like offensive. That was like the farthest thing from my mind. Yeah. I was I, like, oh, so they're like a barista, right? Like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> so they work at Starbucks? So they work at Starbucks. They work at the unnamed cafe- coffee shop that we keep talking about. And I also feel like it could have been like, oh, so she's a size queen, 69? I feel like it's just like... She loves Grande. Truly. But yeah, no, um, I feel like that's offensive to Ariana Grande, even though Ariana Grande is offensive to everyone. Um. So anyway... <laughs> So is the first the first person that he, Felix thinks is doing it is Declan or is it someone else first? He thinks it's Declan first because Declan and also like people in the class they see it and they're like, "Oh, so your name is Blank." And I'm like, "Yeah. What the fuck? Like I like to assume that like younger generations just are nicer to each other in school." Mhm. Because like I have friends who are like my friend Lauren is getting married and her new sister-in-law it just graduated from high school and I I've asked her questions like oh how is like how are queer kids treated at school and she's like it's not so much a thing anymore like certain things are like Mm -hmm. still bullied but it's not like a it's not as like what I've told her she's like that doesn't happen well it it also depends where you live like they Mm -hmm. live in New York City so I'm just they live assuming. in New York City and they go yeah. to like an art school. Yeah, like a private art school that you have to pay to get into. So, although I guess it is like, is it a is it a, like a Catholic school or is it just called St. Catherine's? I I don't think they answer that. I don't. They think don't like told. wear uniforms and shit, right? No, it's I I think a lot of schools in New York are like referred to as St. Blah blah blahs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if it is that, it's an infer that it's like a religious type school Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't sound like a religious school yeah to me because Um, i don't think if i went to like notre dame i would be able to be like out at all or like i don't think felix would do well there wasn't notre dame in the midwest anyway notre dame is in uh next to trenton oh yeah i'm talking about the one here oh there probably is one in the Midwest. Who knows? You know what? What? I went down a wormhole one day because I was trying to figure out where Alex Delaney went to high school because he's from New Jersey. And it, I came to the conclusion that it's probably Notre Dame High School. Alex Delaney? He's a Bon Appetit person. <gasps> oh, Because I yes, found yes, out yes. that he went to um, TCNJ for college. Mm-hmm. And I was Which like, is like right the, there. Where the fuck did you go to high school, though, boy? Because he's... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> He's a problematic white boy. Anyway, um, well, um, but yes, we fu- that thing happens, and like immediately in class, like there are some people that are like, "Oh my god, Felix, I'm so sorry," and obviously mm-hmm. it's very much like, "Please stop." Yeah, it's, like we, I don't want to talk about it. Everyone, shut up. Yeah. Also, the kids in class are like, "Oh, here's your dead name. Let me ask you about it." It's like, "Fuck off." I would further. never. No, I like. I could never. I I there. Are, I can't even imagine like saying something like that to someone I, I hate. Like I, mm-hmm. I could never. Like people who call it's like Caitlyn Jenner by their dead name. 
Caitlyn Jenner is not a great person. Would I ever do that? Yeah. No. Should we ever do that? No. Well, yeah, it's like anytime I see people like shitting on like any trans person, like regardless of if they're like good people or not, and they're like using the wrong pronouns on purpose, I'm like, no. See, the thing is, is like they do shitty things. Yeah. So you could say, like, bring to attention the shitty things they do. Correct. You don't need to be like, make this like a transphobic garbage pile. No, and it doesn't um, seem as though like Felix has done anything at all to any of these people. Boy. Yeah, like truly, um, to any of these people at all to just, like at, to warrant anything. Yeah. Though I will say that like that moment in the classroom, I feel like I mean, obviously, it's still not good. Don't do it. But I feel like it wasn't as malicious when the people are like, "Oh, your real name is like this," and it's like, "Well, no, it's not." But yeah. It's just people being ignorant. Um, so Felix assumes that it's Declan because Declan and Ezra used to date and mm-hmm. Declan broke up with Ezra and we don't know why. And Declan's Correct. a piece of shit to both of them now. So he's the first one on his shit list. And they both want to go to Brown. So Felix they both wants want to go. To go they to- both want to go to Brown and they're both mm-hmm. competing for the same scholarship. Correct. So they and- are already... Yeah, and Felix is like, well, you're a rich person. I, like, I don't understand why you even need this money. Like, right. It, you clearly don't because your family is, like, well off. There's a lot of, in this book, um, Felix has feelings about people who have money versus where his family doesn't, which I right. understand. It, it's always a weird feeling when I go to people's houses that, like, their family is, like, very well off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, this is I get my jacket to the butler? Oh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we oh, don't I'm have sorry. One Are we watching Dynasty right now? <laughs> we just put uh, the, the coats on the floor in my We have room. a coat room. Just throw it in there. We have a coat chair. Up. Yeah. I, I would be lucky to have a coat chair. I have a chair that I have to sit in here. And then the other thing is a blanket chair. Can't be a coat chair. <laughs> but uh, I understand that Ezra... Uh, his family is very well off as well. Right. So there is like some kind of like feeling there too. Ezra has his own apartment in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, which I literally can't fathom. No. Es- especially because he's 17. Cannot comprehend. Does no. not compute. No. Even, like uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Even in like, say like Gossip Girl all of those rich families, they all live with their family until they're like out of college. Yeah. So like I the idea of our fam like we don't get along at all. They're just gonna they just bought me an apartment. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean not for nothing, but like that's what is happened on the bold type. Like Kat's parents are both rich and they pay for her apartment right. and until this season. <laughs> until this season it's like a thing, but it's like she has never had to pay rent and she has like a really nice apartment in mm-hmm. like Manhattan, I'm assuming. I'm assuming they all live in Manhattan. Yeah. Well, I mean like little Jane's running around on the Wittons all the time and I'm like <laughs> stop. How much do they pay you per article? Um <laughs> not that much. No, she just takes this from the fashion closet. <laughs> so we think that it's Declan. Yes. And Felix's grand scheme is well, I'm going to mess with him because he messed with me. And Ezra's like, that's a bad idea. And he's like, too bad I'm already doing it. Um, <laughs> Correct. So he makes a fake Instagram mm-hmm. and starts catfishing Declan. Lucky Liquid. 
Maki is, Liquid, mm. <laughs> because uh, Felix Fatalis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts talking to Declan on Instagram. And then she gets real. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost immediately, I want to say. Well, he finds them. out pretty quickly that Declan is not the person who did it because mm-hmm. he like admits that he's like a student who goes to the same school as them or Declan like figures that out. because He's like, the way yeah. you talk about like stuff and like some of the pictures you post like you're clearly from this part of the neighborhood mm-hmm. um and he's like i just assumed you're a student who worked who who goes here so you clearly know he's a really bad is. catfisher is all i have he's, to say um absolutely terrible he's pretty much the only thing he doesn't do is like is just tell him exactly who he is day one yeah post a picture of a party at azura's house and it's right. like okay so like any of those people could be like Oh, you know it's funny. I saw this person sitting there. That's I saw Felix sitting on the ground wearing army pants and flip flops <laughs> and taking a picture. So obviously he's the one who did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. I. I especially with the kids that are like, oh yeah, let me tell you how to hack something really quick. Like. Oh yeah. Like. Y'all know how to hack phones and shit, but you don't. Yeah, the realize, Gen Z. Like, yeah, like who? The, That's who true. Took yeah. This picture. <laughs> yeah. There's also. I mean, obviously, this would solve the problem too quickly, but this is like a private school in New York City in Brooklyn. Is the school in Brooklyn? Yes. Or is it okay? Because it's close to Ezra's apartment. They don't have security cameras. So I think they just have them shut off. What I'm assuming is they have them shut off because it's the summer courses that they're taking. Summer courses, yeah. Um. (laughs) Um. Um, have them shut off during the um, summer courses, and there's no security guard. My thing is, if there's ever children in the school, there should be a security guard. Yeah, regard like if you have if you have summer classes that the students are enrolled in, and that costs money to a private organization with like photography equipment, like painting stuff. There's like paint is expensive, like. Like, any stuff and they just don't have security guards security camera they're not monitoring anything that's happening in the school strange i don't know it's i mean it's it's fine because it would it's obviously like the easy answer to figuring out what's going on but mm-hmm. that bothered me um excuse me so he pretty quickly figures out that declan is not responsible for anything mm-hmm. but they keep talking yeah and you know it's funny i actually enjoyed the conversations between them um Mm -hmm. they were very nice Declan had bad taste in anime um (laughs) you know what (laughs) he said that Baruto is better than Full Metal Alchemist and Death Note false incorrect I mean his his let's just like look at Declan as a person and then look at his taste and then go yeah makes sense yeah but like Baruto you can pick like Cowboy Bebop or like. Are we too old by saying like Cowboy Bebop? Like, do the I kids mean, not like that stuff anymore? Do the kids not like artistry? Do the kids, do the not, kids love? not like the classics? Yeah, like what is. <laughs> what's happening in the anime world that they're looking at? Burrito you don't want to talk about like, Yu Yu Hakusho? You yeah, want to like talk who, about Baruto? You don't want to talk about um, Saint Seiya? <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, I mean... That's how it is, I guess. The taste is lacking. You don't want to talk about Dragon Ball Z? 
I love that you tilt the camera up so I can see the Dragon Ball and see stuff. See the Bulma. You don't want to talk about this? You don't want to talk about Bulma? You also don't want to talk about this anime where the boys kiss? Oh, there's also, there's a Trunks. Don't you say? There there's is a Trunks. and Android 18. And also, some, there's Chi-Chi over there. Anyway. I just want to point out, Pokemon wasn't mentioned. Pokemon wasn't mentioned. Well, okay, again, Gen Z. I guess they don't like Pokemon. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I feel like <laughs> we're old. Okay, so here's the thing. Side mm-hmm. rant. Pokemon was like became a thing in the US when we were like at the exact age for Pokemon to exist. Correct. So it's like not <laughs> the exact age it, for us to be sent out to get Pokemon. Yeah. And just so cross it was the like globe. Perfect timing as like a a thing that's like kind of and it wasn't it was like new. Mm-hmm. Like, the concept of, like, that kind of card game and, like, that thing. Because, like, before that, I mean, like, we had, like, magic, I guess. But that yeah. wasn't, you know, like, a new thing. And that was a lot more complicated. It's, like, an accessible, fun card game that also had, like, toys and video games and a TV show tied into it. Um, magic? The Gathering? Had no, TV Pokemon. Show. Oh, I was like, <laughs> um, what's the TV like show magic. for Magic yeah. the Gathering? So, like, there's that. And then, so I guess, like, kids now probably like pokemon when they're younger but i don't know if it has the same impact because there's like it's just different my nephews who are under the age of 10 have yeah. very organized pokemon binders good very organized save those yeah gorgeous um we love to see it anyway so yeah. declan is really bad taste in anime but other than that he's kind of cool yeah which is funny because i didn't i understood that just judging from like reading the book sleeve uh, having like little knowledge of what's going on in the book that there was going to be like a love triangle. Mm-hmm. So when like Declan is introduced as like the possible, like, Oh, this person is like falling for me. I was like, Oh, <laughs> interesting. Oh, y'all wanted a twist. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all wanted a twist. Say eh? yeah, it's Baruta walking into the room. Um, and then I, for some reason, when, so Ezra starts, like, talking to Austin. Uh, Austin, like, thinks Ezra's cute, sounds cute, great for them. Mm-hmm. And I, they start, like, hanging out. And I guess, like, Felix the, the entire time is like, am I around you so much that you can't have, like, a special friend? Like, is that what's happening here? And he starts retreating into, like, sharing more with Declan via the lucky liquid chat that they have together on Instagram. And I really liked their conversations on Instagram. And also <laughs> Declan's like douchey art responses are like chef's kiss. Um, they're like pretty perfect, <laughs> terrible. And then, Oh, I hear meowing. There's a chicken in the hall, I think. Oh. Uh, but I think a lot of the notes I have are more so like little notes about the chapters. I think the the one thing that I, I think this book covers really, really well is that um, sometimes we are in a friends group and sometimes there is a person within that friends group that is abusive and they know it and they have a lot of power, a la Marisol. Mm-hmm. And almost every scene that Marisol is in, she's just awful the whole time. And I hate yeah. saying that because I feel like gross being like, this woman sucks, but... She sucks. It doesn't. She sucks. It has nothing to do with her gender. She's an asshole. No, exactly. <laughs> um, 
it's just like every time. And when you find out like what she said, like when they, on their third date, uh, Marisol's like, yeah, you know what? I just can't date a misogynist. And it's like, come again? <laughs> what did you say? A massagist? Oh, now? Yeah, it's just, um, I wasn't expecting that right. <laughs> at all. Same. And then it was like, boom. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, what? And everyone's still friends with her? And then yeah. I, we find out that like... No um, one else knew that that happened because Felix is like so embarrassed by the situation that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to bring it up. Which no, is that, also manipulative and how those relationships work usually. Yeah, and it's just, uh, I think this book showcases that really well because I feel like we in I think any group of friends that is possible where it's like this person does shit that's like really awful specifically to me and it's like no one else notices because it's like micro stuff Mm -hmm. where it's like oh yeah I mean like we're still cool right Felix there's nothing wrong between us and it's like (laughs) you know there's something wrong between you stop that you stop Stop that. Stop that. Um, <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah. I'm just um, mad that Marisol exists. Yeah, and you know what's really funny? I had a great friend in college named Marisol. She was a fantastic woman. She was always sweet, loved her kids. Um, she was a sweet woman. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, there's going to be, like, a cool, like, whatever character named Marisol. And then I was just mad. <laughs> And then you were wrong. <laughs> I Correct. I'm glad that that is brought up. And I love that Marisol kind of gets like, when Felix finally says something about it, and Ezra like calls her out immediately, like runs towards her at the beach and is like, you, right. you fucking said this shit. And Marisol's like, I mean, am I wrong? And it's like, no, you are. You're awful. You yeah, and then everyone's opinion. like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but I'm not, though, right, guys? And they're like, no, no. Yeah, no, ma'am? exactly. The two, you the empty two, brain. Yeah, truly, no thoughts, empty smooth brain. Smooth brain, full smooth. <laughs> the two characters that got their, like, asses handed to them, I won't say the other one because that would ruin the book. The second one, I will say there is some uh, there's some vindication. Really, is that the right word? Uh, just... hey Siri, what does vindication mean? Vindication means the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion. Oh no, they don't. Nope. That's incorrect. But they get their comeuppance. Yeah, they do. And the second it one, good. Yeah, the second one is even better than the first one because. Marisol had a shitty opinion and everyone kind of was like, yo, Marisol, that's, sh- that is like shitty. Ezra's yeah. the loudest about it, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but there also is like a few people who like still mm-hmm. like, so, they're like you fucked up, but I guess we're still friends because we have to be like, it's like, no, the thing is you don't have to be friends with her. So no. And that's the thing. Um, I like that in this book, Felix starts to, Let's stick up for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Um, I think it happens in like a smooth manner in terms of like, I think the the pacing of it was good. Um, mm-hmm. And I love, I, I absolutely love the conversations about like gender identity in general. Uh, um, 
I think this book like handled this in such a different way. Like it, we've had conversations about gender identity on the podcast before, but I feel like this book was like, would you like to hear about gender identity? And I it's like, like, Oh my no, God, I would love to read this. Oh no, I'm crying. <laughs> I would no, love I'm to crying. learn about, yeah, I would love to learn about gender identity and then go, okay, I guess I need to, me myself need to Google things to be like, what if this is a thing? Um, I like, first of all, mm-hmm. I was about to be mad because Felix is looking up gender identities on Tumblr in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, for some False reason, thought we wrong. went through this entire book. I was about to say, I was like, oh, Tumblr wasn't mentioned once. Wrong. It was, she was mentioned. Um, <laughs> Tumblr was mentioned. She has entered the chat. Tumblr's entered the chat and I've left. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the, uh, the moment where he's like, well, this is dumb. I'm just reading like shit I already know. Yeah. And then he finds like the word Demi boy. And I was like, that's you, baby. There you are. And then I start crying. It was so good. Honestly, it was so good. Just like the description of when Felix is like, well, how do I know what is right for me? Like what word is right for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's at a um, gender identity conversation at the local LGBT center. Um mm-hmm. And the conversations between, like, the group of people and Felix is the youngest out of all of them. Yeah, all the people who are there. So, like, unlike the other books where we've read that have had this kind of scenario where we've gone to, like, the... We've, we've had the scene at the GSA or, like, the LGBT uh, center or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just like, here's a bunch of kids and there's this 16-year-old who knows exactly their gender identity and everything's perfect and they've worked it out. And the main character's still confused. And here's this 15-year-old who knows exactly what's going on and everything's worked out. This was like, here's this like 30-year-old dude who's like, fucking, I don't know this shit. What are you kids talking about these days? Like, yeah. Like they were, it was all like adults who were like, I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Like, the, the one thing I on? didn't like about that group was like, you kids, there's too many options. Like, fuck you. And it's like... Well, there was there was, <laughs> there was was one adult who was like, you got too much shit going on. Like, like trim it a, down. And then there was another person who was like, I wish I had that when I was a kid. Like, you kidding yeah. me? Which is like conversations I've literally had with people. So it felt like really realistic. Because there are mm-hmm. people who are like, labels are dumb. We don't need them. They're just putting yeah. people in boxes. And then other people are like, yeah, but... I need this to figure but out I like who the I box. am. Yeah. I like the box because then I can go up to other people and be like, what's your box look like? Well, my box looks like that. Also, you want to talk about our boxes? And it's nice. <laughs> no, I uh, I completely agree with that because certain people need the box to feel that, like fulfilled in knowing who they are. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. I understand that there are people who are like, I don't need that shit. That's great. That's good mm-hmm. for you you don't need to dump on other people that do need it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the, the people who are like, we don't need boxes are the same people that are like, when asked like, Oh, are we in a relationship? It's like, I don't, I don't do labels like that. It's like, okay, that's great for you. But this, like, there is this, this person. Might but here's the it. thing. I like boundaries and knowing where they lie. <sighs> anyway. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people. That's just an excuse. Well, that's like a whole different situation. Anyway. Yeah. Um, But there are so many different things in here. Like we talk about um, getting 
Oh my gosh, what is it? T-shots? Um, oh, that's yeah, that's really cute. Mm-hmm. He has to go to the clinic like every two weeks to get yeah. T-shots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Felix has had, this is like a full year after Felix has had top surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but is still like taking tea, obviously, because I you have to do that for mm-hmm. the rest of your life, presumably. There's like a, I mean... I think at like one point he tries to have a conversation with like the nurse who's helping him and she's mm-hmm. like clearly like oh well, like this isn't this is not what I'm this is like, about not, my pay grade not what I'm supposed to be doing right now like I don't yeah, I no. you should not be talking to me mm-hmm. but like you can go to this other place and they'll help you um which is very helpful because I feel like in certain situations where I've been like hey especially at the doctor's office when I'm like hey I'm interested in this thing and they're like well I don't know about it that's it <laughs> That's the okay. The, uh, I think the thing that's happened that um, the thing that's done really, really, really well in this book that isn't like really explored so much in other books we've read because we've definitely read a lot of books that are like younger protagonists who are questioning their identity and like mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. But we are we have like Felix who is like an out and proud trans man. And has already had top surgery. He takes, like, tea shots. He's, like, very, like, this is who I am. But is also, like, but is it who I am? Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, this, I think this, like, overwhelming fear that, like, makes a lot of sense. And is, like, explored really well where, like, I feel, like, he almost feels, like, guilty. I think at one point he's, like, talks, he's talking to Ezra about it for, like, having to put his like dad through a bunch of stuff where he's like, he had to, he like went through surgery and has, is like trying to help his dad understand like what trans is and like all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like become such like a huge part of his identity that like, he is almost afraid to like be like, well, but what if maybe I'm not just a trans man because he's put so much, like emotional labor into like grounding that identity as himself and then trying to like make sure that people around him like know that's who he is. So there's like a huge struggle through the whole book where he's like almost feels guilty for like trying to explore other identities. Mm-hmm. And it was just like really nice. I don't know. I feel like we don't, we've had, um, we haven't had anything like that before. Well, we yeah, there's been like moments detail. like I think I mean there's like obviously like in um out of the books that we've read. What's the superhero book? Um that is I'm having a brain fart. April Daniels. I, I also have the book. Where's the book? Um Dreadnought. Dreadnought. I was like, which one is it? Um so we had in Dreadnought like mm. the almost like immediate like euphoric feeling um that the main character gets and that of literally being transported into like a fully female like body mm-hmm. after being a trans woman. And then there's, I think definitely some like quieter moments and I wish you all the best where Ben kind of has like moments where they're wearing more like less masculine clothes or just like some, something's happening where they're like kind of experiencing a little bit more, um, feeling like themselves Mm -hmm. but i feel like the like moment of euphoria that felix gets from being like an extremely confident and out trans man and then like finding like 
a specific word that he identifies with so strongly of like, well, I'm not really a boy, but I'm a demi boy. It was just like so fucking beautiful. It was really fulfilling, especially because it's not like the end of the book. Like that's it. No, it happens. I mean, it happens towards the end, but it's kind of like a marker in the middle where you just Mm -hmm. have like, it's this transition where he's just like, oh, this, this one, that's, that's me. Yeah. And it's, I think out of the books we've had in terms of like gender discovery or um, just discovering themselves as a person, I think this book actively does it in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's done in such a beautiful way. And it was just like, so like enjoyable to read, like actively just like laughing and smiling while I'm reading this book and also being Mm -hmm. like, who did this thing to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who hurt my baby? Like it's just. I had like such visceral reactions while I was reading this book or like Mm -hmm. could literally feel like my chest tightening because I was Mm -hmm. like, is Felix okay? Like what's happening? Like Mm -hmm. I was so, (sighs) oh my God. Okay. Which is I, a lot for you to say aloud, considering you're a robot. Yeah, yeah it's strange. Fucking, I'm a robot. <laughs> robot. I'm but uh, no, um, it, it's just everything in this book is explored in such a different way than anything else we've read. And it's mm-hmm. handled so well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, again, like we were talking about before, they use the phrase dead name instead of the actual person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's always scary when it's like this, you see this thing coming and it's like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't want to read it. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, this was handled differently than I thought it was going to be. And the relationships in, in this book, like I, I, (laughs) I haven't thought about being single in a while. And then I read this book and I was like, I want what Ezra and Felix have. (laughs) I want what they have. Like a cute boy in Brooklyn who has his own apartment to just like cuddle with at night. Yeah. Even though it's too hot and you say like, we, I get off me, you fucking annoying piece of shit. And he's like, okay. And then you wake up and he's on top of you because he's just like slimy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> that was a great is, descriptor. Sorry. <laughs> the book is really beautiful. Um, also, the descriptions of Felix's self portraits. Okay. I have a note. Okay. Uh, you do illustration painting. I don't. So, like, I. I okay. So, I think that this was done relatively well. But I genuinely don't think that there is any way that you can describe art well in a book. No. <laughs> because... You have to see the thing. So when we're talking be... about the flower crown, I'm like, oh, yes, right. I so love like the cover the, of the we book. We have the visual of the cover, which is mm-hmm. beautiful, Stunning. and it made sense. But when you have, like, a mm-hmm. character who's like, I'm doing a self-portrait, but, like, I'm using, like, blue tones for my face, and, like, there's, like, splashes of, like, yellow and stuff behind me, and it's kind of like... Yeah, but, like, you're not, like, I'm sure if I, if this painting existed and I saw it, it would probably be beautiful. But, like, you can't tell me what a painting looks like and I will be like, that's beautiful. Like, I'll just be like, okay, you're telling me that it looks good. Yeah. Which doesn't work for art. You can't do it. It's not, you can tell me the, like, technical things that are, that exist in the painting, but you can't tell me what I'm feeling while I'm looking at the art because I'm not looking at the art. Yeah. I think for me, I think a lot of that is like, you have to imagine it. And I think that's the mm-hmm. the one nice thing about it though, is that you can judging off of like the description we have of Felix and also like seeing Felix, I can like imagine like the underwater one. Mm-hmm. So like given the, like you can like kind of imagine the feeling in each of them. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying totally as well, where it's like, I would, 
I, I can't feel as much of the thing that you want me to feel because I'm not seeing it. Out of the paintings that were described... Something I'm, picked up on mic. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, out of the paintings that were described, I'm really... I love a flower crown. I'm such a basic bitch sometimes. I just love a flower crown. Yeah, Listen, there was like a really long period of my t- life where I wore flower crowns regularly. I think I just, they're cute. They look cute. I just think they're really cute. I just think Lana Del Rey ruined them for me. She ruined a lot of things. Well, yep, yeah, that's right. Um, but no, I just... I'm like... Seeing the top surgery scars too, I just that was very nice. Yeah, I just feel like this the cover this cover is just like so gorgeous, and I'm imagining like the other paintings. Um, and I think the thing that I related to a lot too was the idea of like wanting to go to college to prove a point. But um, listen, um, the thing about college is that if you can do it reasonably and it's really what you want to do, then it's worth doing. But also, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't feel obligated to do it because it's just a business to suck money from you. And until we have, like, free college for students, it's not really reasonable, like, amount of pressure to put on students. And also, there's nothing wrong with going to a trade school because you can learn just as much for a specific thing and make more money. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the thing is, like... We live in an age of information. You could probably get a lot of stuff you want to know online. And that's the thing. I feel good having gone to college. Um because I feel like I needed to do it. Um, but also at the same time, I felt like I was doing it to prove a point that I was like good enough to go to school. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like a thing of like wanting to feel wanted. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you're a teenager, like a school saying like, yeah, we want you to come to school. Like it, that's a great feeling. I think mm-hmm. having a school be like, Hey, we, especially if they're like, Hey, we're going to give you a full ride based on your talent. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of what this book is, is like, I want to feel wanted. I also want to feel like I belong. I just want to, I don't want to say fit in, but like, I, I have goals. And I don't know if these goals are right or if I'm doing them for the right reasons. But eventually getting to the point where it's like, I am doing these things for me. And that's when, like, Felix starts, like, sticking up for himself. Mm-hmm. And I, the fabulous takedown of Marisol happens. Um, and uh, I just, a lot of Felix's journey is just, like, so beautiful. And I feel like it's so intimate as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just, it felt like it was, like, probably one of the most important things that I've read this year. Yeah. Sorry to every author. <laughs> I'm sorry to every single book I've ever read in my life, but I've yeah. never felt so seen by a character. Like, I know the thing is like every book, Oof. I'm like, wow, this book was amazing. It's the best thing I've read. But uh, I'm sorry to this man, but also really, I'm sorry to this Demi boy. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, I've never not like thought of my gender identity as like what I think it is. Mm-hmm. And like reading this, I'm like, oh, there are different options. Boy, and that's great for people. Options. Yeah, they're... Um, we have like, options. Yeah, truly. And it's just like, I, I think that ha- like having this book exist, especially for a YA audience, or even like adults reading it. You and I are adults reading this, and we're like, whoa, like gobsmacked by it. Yeah. Um, and the writing is, I think, actually like, ast- like astoundingly good. Yeah, I can't fathom reading this book as a teenager. I think I would be a completely different human if I read this book when I was. I read this book when I was fifteen. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah. It's, Are you it's, kidding me? It's literally it's a over. game changer. It's over. Yeah, yeah like, shink. It's over. Yeah, truly. And it's like literally game changer. Game, yeah, culture reset. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's Mike. Um, Ratatouille, culture reset. <laughs> truly. Um, Ratatouille tier has been changed to Felix Ever After tier. Oh my God. We should. Boom. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> I was like, no, we should do a tier video of all of the books you read. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah. Because um, for me, they're all going to be Felix Just tier. for us. Yeah. Um, just for our Patreon, you had to pay to know what we feel about you. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm, I feel like today also, um, our friend Tenny put out an article about trans joy in a time of not great times. And it was just like such an enjoyable read. And I felt like it was so intimate. And I, I feel like lucky to have been able to like read these things, mm-hmm. especially like almost literally back to back. I just, yeah, actually, cause I just finished Felix yesterday. Um, I sat on, in the yard until it was like, I, I need to go inside to keep reading this cause it's dark out. And I was like, no, because if I move, like I need to finish this right now. It was just mm-hmm. so enjoyable to read. Um, the last of us was distracting me, but at the same time, like Felix was distracting me from the last of us. It was just like this, like weird circle of like, this thing is the most important thing in my brain. No, this thing is the most important thing in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like this is unlike anything I've read. Yeah. I think we're at like a really like beautiful point in literature where a lot of people who have like accessible accessibility to stuff that like they might not have had mm-hmm. in the past are now like able to like write down their stories and share them. And this is like a moment where, because the author's note, which you want to talk about, was like really beautiful, and a lot of the author's um, note is put. Oh, look, Degrassi, the next generation. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I want to talk about that also. Um, Grassy's come up a lot in the past month for me. It's really important. Um, yeah. No, but I think there's like really beautiful that the um, that Kaysen said in their author's note that they didn't get to like experience like the kind of things that they wrote for Felix. Like they didn't. It, really understand like that they had it that they were trans until they were like in their late 20s and they kind of were like okay so I'm gonna like take my experiences and like write it in an accessible way for like a younger audience I mean I'm not sure if that's like fully what their intention was but that's like how that read to me because they could have also just like written a book about you know like someone in their 20s transitioning but they like wrote this for younger audience so that like maybe a kid reads this book who's like 16 and is like, well, shit. No, exactly. (laughs) Like, again, I can't imagine either of us reading this book when we were, you know, 15. And again, we didn't, it's almost what it's been. I hate saying this. It's been 15 years since we were 15. Ants man. Yeah. Gross. Um, But like, I, I, and that's not a really long time, but at the same time, we didn't have books like that. Like books like this didn't exist. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure there were some, and mm. but a lot of the books that did exist were like more technical analytical texts or they were something that was not as like hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the especially nice thing about this book is that, um, you know, there are some like, dark things that happen in it and you know all of the gallery show and you know the internet troll but a lot of this book is very hopeful um mm-hmm. 
And I think, honestly, that's like my favorite kind of book. <laughs> I'm very, very much an, es- an escapist kind of person where I read because I don't want to like think about anything else. I mean, I'll like, yeah, here, I feel like I, I will like I read, I'll read like autobiographies Mm-hmm. And like nonfiction works and stuff. So when I am seeking out fiction, I want it to be like joyous. Yeah. And it's always great to read things, you know, like um, All Boys Aren't Blue. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to remind yourself of what, you know, is actually happening in the real world. And then it's just, especially in between like fiction books, it's nice to go back and forth between those. And I feel like I don't, normally gravitate towards like biographies or like memoirs or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like the ones that we have been reading have been really interesting. I think maybe I'm still stuck into like the old brain thought of like, this is boring because it's a biography. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't, Oh, Mason Deaver actually did um, on the back of the book is praise for Felix ever after. I can't talk enough about my love for this book. It's going to change lives. That is correct. Mason. Honestly, our favorite person just constantly. Um, yeah, they've been up. tweeting a lot about the book the past couple of days, specifically, I've noticed. But also, Becky Albertalli said this book is a gift from start to finish, truly. I don't think I have enough good things to say about this book. I know I'm genuinely, like, I feel like ridiculously positive all the time about books that I read, but I, I feel like this immediately should like go into my top 10 for the year mm-hmm. um it was enjoyable to read the characters were great some of the characters were awful just you know as stories You'd love are. to see it you gotta have a good villain yeah and we had There's a two. Good, you gotta have a good redemption <laughs> yeah we had two villains we also had you know great boys making dumb decisions we um, had a dumb boy who has bad taste in anime but at the end of the book he kind of turned out okay yeah you know he questionable kind of saying like yeah we're gonna bang right now but you know appreciate that he did the research i respect a person that's like okay here's the thing that might happen i want to prepare myself we love Mm -hmm. a sexually educated person sexual education is important she said correct yeah no i don't i don't i don't think i have anything else did you okay the the actual villain Mm -hmm. um did you see that coming no, um, n- no, actually, no, not at all. I think, I think like the moment where they're having the conversation where Felix realizes it, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, no, okay. okay, um, yeah, I feel like reading this book also like showed me like, okay, you may be coming from a good spot, but like the, like this kind of question or like this kind of conversation can make this kind of person uncomfortable. Right. It can make anyone uncomfortable. And right. when the person who is the actual villain of the book, like starts talking about like why they did the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, gross, gross, gross. Right. It was awful. It was awful. But also those people like exist in the world. Oh, a hundred percent. And they are in charge of Woody's. Yep. Um, <laughs> a lot of the gay bars in Philly are actually owned by straight people, which makes it worse. I mean, I think that's true of like a lot of things is that like, yeah, uh, queer characters and like narratives are written by straight people. Mm-hmm. Um, the importance of own voices, as much as you know, I love a uh, love Simon. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I, in my opinion, I think that particular group of books was handled very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that Becky Albertelli like cares about the queer community and kids in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't always get that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's especially the importance of own voices. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine a book like Felix Ever After would have been as astounding as it was if it was written by anyone else. Well, they wouldn't have like the the internal experience of like mm-hmm. understanding what it's like to be like a trans man mm-hmm. and like questioning your identity and yeah. like it just it's just you can't you can like interview as many people as possible and like have as many like people of specific like minorities or what have you. Mm-hmm. But you can't like, especially when you're writing a book from that um, is like first person's perspective. So you're getting like the internal dialogue of the character the entire time, like everything they're thinking and feeling. You can't have that. You can't do that and be like a secondary party. You have to be like the person who's experienced that themselves. No, exactly. I I honestly, I don't think I have any other notes. Um, Um, My only other notes were about Degrassi. Okay. I mean, I. I mean, okay. So, like, here's the thing. So, the author's note was like, I didn't realize that I was trans until I was like older, and like their first experience seeing like a trans character on like a TV show or like in media was on Degrassi, Mm -hmm. which is, I don't know if that's true for me, but I definitely think like the first gay character that I ever saw was Marco was Marco okay it was Marco yeah was Marco on Degrassi and then there's like later seasons where um there's like bisexual characters that exist and I definitely like I think as as like somewhat problematic as Degrassi can be at sometimes I think they do a really good job of creating like narratives for their characters that have like teen experiences that Mm -hmm. other and they have like they hire teen actors to play teens like 25 year old playing like 15 the actual teenagers playing teenagers and they're like experiencing real things yeah yeah i actually like so all of degrassi's on youtube (laughs) oh and i went and I watched like two up the two episodes this morning that have mm-hmm. like they're like the introduction to Adam, which is the character that they talked about because I was like, I don't remember this character. It's they're from a season that's a little bit later that was like after I stopped watching the show. So I wasn't mm-hmm. truly familiar with it. Um it's definitely problematic. Um kind of like the way that they established that Adam is trans is by his mom dead naming him a lot. Um which is really gross, but also, like, is a thing that happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there is, like, a really, like, nice moment where, like, one of the other students finds out, like, he's basically outed at the school, and she, like, sits down and, like, talks to him about it, and they have this, like, really, like, accessible, simple conversation where he's just, like, I'm trans, this is what trans means, like, and they kind of have an, a conversation about it, and it's just, like, two teens talking about it, and it's just really nice. Yeah. Degrassi did a lot of dumb things, but also did a lot of good things in terms of representation. Yeah, for um, sure. Which, especially for a show that, when did the first actual, like, not the next generation, you know what I'm talking about, like the first the original of Degrassi? Se- the, like, the original Degrassi came out in, like, probably like 87? 
And it was like rubbing people the wrong way then too, right? Like it was like probably. I mean, like the lead story, the like main arc of the story is that like one of the characters has a baby when she's like fifteen. Oh yes, yes, yes. Emma's mom. Yeah, and then she's like later a character in Next Generation. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I think the way that they just kind of like unabashedly handle certain topics is sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but mm-hmm. i think it's still treated a lot better than a lot of like teen dramas handle things oh 100 um pretty little liars was as much as i enjoy that show it was why wi- wildly questionable how they handled a lot of characters on that show especially the one trans character on the show it was you know of course but the trans um, character on the show mm-hmm Hmm. the the main villain is a trans character oh of course the villain yeah of course um very like old disney bullshit kind of thing uh i don't think i have anything else to say about this book we've also been talking for like an hour and a half uh and it's really just 20 minutes of us being like so for the next hour i'm just gonna be crying quietly into the microphone Mm -hmm. um if you'd like to asmr sobbing (laughs) yeah asmr sobbing oh okay for real. So, like, all of the moments where Felix is, like, understanding his identity and, like, exploring things, I was, like, truly, like, choking up. It was, like, really yep. a moment. But the moment that really got me, that really just, like, stabbed me right in the gut. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, after he talks to his dad, after he's, like, hey, you I don't want to do this. <laughs> you don't call me Felix. Like, you don't use, you just call me kid. Like, you don't use my real name and stuff. And they have, like, a full conversation where he, like, explains to him what, like, a demi-boy is. And his dad is just like, if you're a demi-boy, are you still my son? Are you my still my son? son? And I... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, my soul left my body. Yeah, honestly, this book has so many beautiful moments. And, like, the journey I... of understanding that the dad is going on. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying. And uh, Felix you know, is direct about something. It's really beautiful. But like, so even with, even with his dad, like the beginning of the book, he's such mm-hmm. like a strained relationship just because he doesn't yeah. talk to him about anything. Mm-hmm. And his dad is like frustrated because he like doesn't understand what's going on. But like once he like starts to figure himself out, he gains more confidence and he's like able to like sit down and actually like confront his dad and be like, listen, yeah, I know that you love me and I know that you support me, but I like need you to start doing this because like, yeah, this it is, is like what our relationship one, it's needs the to one be. thing that is yeah. like making me think that you don't like love me the way that I exist in this world. Not every parental relationship can you say for our relationship to continue. I need you to respect me in this way. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to get that closure with the, with the dad because, you know, throughout the book, it's very strained. And I think also it sounds like the dad's not doing any research on his end. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think he's definitely, like, waiting for Felix to, like, educate him on stuff, but he's mm-hmm. also not not trying. No, exactly. Yeah, there, I'd, honestly, y'all, if you haven't even attempted to go, like, go out and get Felix ever after at this point, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm disappointed. Get it. Get it, yeah. buy it, read it. Yeah, and what's your excuse? explore your own gender identity and have a breakdown. It's fine. Yeah. If, Y'all did if, it. Yeah, honestly. It's <laughs> honestly... What's your excuse for not having this book yet? 
Is it is it being is, sh- it is it a ship? You ordered it over a month ago, and the bookshop still hasn't sent it because it's a small business, and you understand that they have a lot of strain on their business right now, and it's not their fault. But also, you would love to have the book, just like yeah. to touch it and hold it and love it. Would you just love to have? Honestly, this this portrait, this work of fucking art. Like, don't you want to just like have this out? Like, am I gonna put one, my first? Yeah, my first work of like. I, all of my books have their spines out. Is this going to be the first book that I put just like facing it's out? It's like Barnes and Noble. You're going to have like the spines out and then there's going to be one that's like cover forward and then spines out. Heading copies back because mm-hmm. I would, I would honestly buy more copies of this. Why not? If, Let's get more. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Go buy this book. Read this book. I, I understand that we talked to you guys about a lot of books. I honestly think that this is one of the most important ones I've read this year. I'm very close to my microphone because I need you to know how serious I'm being. I just need oh, she... you guys to know that this book <laughs> is really important. Well, and yeah. I think I'm... we should all read it and talk talk to her, to each other about our gender, and it's good. Yeah. And go support Felix. Yeah, honestly, support Felix. Support Kaysen. Is it Kaysen? Uh, it looks like it's Kaysen. I okay. have not. I didn't. I don't want to mispronounce anyone's names. My microwave. Yeah, put your microwave away, dude. I'm putting my microphone away from my face now. Yeah. Um, um, we need to support this author. We need more work from this person. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Such a, an amazing book. Also, it's also it's just pretty to look at. But also, um, it's it's I I think it's truly the book that I've been waiting to read this year without even realizing oh, no. um, that I wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. Was it, I think it was we Sophie and I compiled a book of like a list of books that we wanted to read this year, and it just got to the point where we kept adding things, and it was very stressful because God forbid anyone gives us a break. <laughs> but we, I'm so glad this book was on our list because it was. I don't know. It might be my favorite book of the year. Who knows? Oh my God! Truly. Um, but I don't have anything else to say that would be productive to the conversation, I don't think. I'm all set. I think I'm ready to just, like, lay in the darkness <laughs> and, like, have and an, think about myself and read. I'm really glad that you do have lights in your house and you're not giving me an Ezra situation where it's like, yeah, you know, we we put a, a light over a, an a You know that he's water. a 17-year-old boy with his own apartment because he didn't have fucking furniture in his house. He just doesn't you know mattress on the floor. memes of the, like, the apartments where it's like, uh, this is a cis white dude's house. And it's like a couch, a TV on like a fold-up stand and like a cup of water sitting out. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I'm imagining for Ezra's house. <laughs> we need to get him some furniture. He gets some furniture. He went to Ikea at the end. Yeah, thank God. Where is there an Ikea in New York? That Probably bar. That dog agrees. <laughs> upstate New York somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, honestly, again, everyone, go out and get Felix Ever After it <laughs> to quote quote coat a coat to coat to quote casey mcquiston um a firecracker of a book correct go out and get this book it's really an amazing story i think you'll very much enjoy it okay well um my name is brendan patrick that's sophie green and we were talking about felix ever after go buy the book and uh <laughs> you've been listening to the super lit podcast buy the book outro that should be a different outro music where it's like, buy the book, also outro music. Uh. <laughs>